Hello and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle and this is the podcast where we talk about women in history known for mayhem and murder. Today our woman of the week that we're talking about is definitely more on the murderous side. Her story is also really steeped in a ton of controversy. So it's really hard to know what's fact and what's fiction and really what's been embellished throughout the years. Her name is Wu Zhao, also known as Empress Wu Zetan, and she was the first and only woman emperor of China. She ruled as the quote, holy and divine emperor of the second Zhu dynasty, 690-705. Whether this is completely deserved or not, Wu has the reputation of being one of the most cruel rulers in China's history. She is mostly a controversial figure because of the stories about her personal actions against her rivals. It's thought by many historians that many of the officials who were deeply prejudiced against strong and ambitious women during this time period exaggerated this aspect of Wu's life in later accounts, but there is also some verifiable evidence of her ruthlessness towards her various opponents. Wu was born in the year 624. So she was born during the Tang Dynasty, which ran from 618 to 907. Now, apparently during this time period, the Tang women were, quote, assertive, active, and more visible. They rode horses, donned male attire, and participated in politics. So, for someone who ended up rising to become the only female emperor in history, this was a relatively good time period for her to be born in. Not a lot is known about her early life and when she was born. There's many different opinions about whether the family she was born into was an aristocratic family, if they were a typical tradesman family, but some believe that she was born to a father who was a high-ranking government official. At the age of 14, she became a fifth-rank concubine. Now, at this point, so it wasn't really expected that she would eventually rise to become such an important political figure, but she soon began to make a name for herself because her, quote, beauty, intelligence, and spirit were attractive to both the emperor, Taizong, at this time, and his son, Li Zi. There is a story that goes that the emperor owned a wild horse that no one could break in and no one could train, so he asked his palace women for advice. It was Wu who replied, quote, I can control him, but I shall need three things first, an iron whip, an iron mace, and a dagger. If the iron whip does not bring him to obedience, I will use the iron mace to beat his head. And if that does not do it, I will use the dagger and cut his throat. Apparently, this really impressed the emperor and he gave Wu a job as his personal secretary for 10 years. It was during this time that she got a lot of experience working with official documents and learned many skills that were necessary for conducting the affairs of state and basically how to run the government. Taizong died in 649 and lived the rest of their life in like kind of as a, I guess, like way of making sure that they still stayed his and weren't, I don't know, corrupted by other men. This, however, did not happen to Wu Zhao because one of Taizong's sons, Gao Zong, actually was very fond of Wu Zhao. So Gao Zong was able to keep her from going and, you know, following in this tradition of going to become a nun. Previous emperor's death, his son Gao Zong went to the temple and met Wu there and they became very fond of each other and she was quoted as trying to provoke him into taking her back to the imperial court by saying, quote, even though you are the son of heaven, like the son of the emperor basically, you can't do anything about it, meaning you can't take me away from here. But 
Gao Zong quickly responded, quote, oh, I can't. I can do anything I wish. And Wu Zhao ended up back at the temple. Either way, she was invited back to the imperial court. She was then promoted to the second-rate concubine of Gao Zong. She ended up having four sons for Gao Zong, Li Hong, Li Zian, and another Li Zian, and then Li Dan. Now this not only won the emperor's favor, she also won over the favor of the empress and the imperial court servants because she was so friendly and generous. She soon began to have court attendants who would report to her even the smallest or littlest updates and know what was happening in the imperial court. Wu had a, as of now, unnamed, I can't find the name for her, but she had a newborn daughter and she ended up dying. Somehow this would come out to be the empress's fault. Gao Zong, the emperor, believed this and dismissed the empress and promoted Wu Zhao to this position. Immediately sentenced the empress, the previous empress, to death, along with the first rank concubine whose spot she had been aiming for. And she also exiled all their relatives and all their supporters. Now, Emperor Gao Zong was really not the greatest emperor. Um, he basically kind of had no idea what he was doing compared to his father. And Wu, because of her intelligence and her skill in kind of like really, no, you know, the skills that she had picked up working as his father's secretary, she really knew what she was doing. She established an informant system and appointed secret police to remove any opposition to her authority. Now this one mostly, now this secret police mostly only affected the um, high ministers and the aristocrats who tried to rebel against her. Um, she definitely had some very torturous methods um, and many of the times these ministers or these aristocrats who would go against her would find themselves either tortured to death, sentenced to death, or um, committing forced suicide. Now in 659, Emperor Gao Zong suffered a severe stroke that caused him to go blind, and he assigned all of the state affairs to Empress Wu. Now, at this point, she was the virtual ruler of the empire for the next 23 years until his death in 683. Now, Wu's eldest son had died before his father and left the position for her second son, Li Zian, to ascend to the throne as Emperor Zong Zong. But he was not, he was also really bad at this job. He could not keep anything straight and basically stepped on everyone's toes. And within a year, he had been replaced by his younger brother, Li Dian. Now, he was the emperor. Now, he was the front, but really, Wu was running things behind the scenes. Um, he ruled from 684 to 690 and was basically just like a puppet, a puppet for her. Wu also proved to be extremely competent in stopping several revolts that tried to form. And by 690, she had eliminated mostly all of her political rivals. After she had basically eliminated all of her political rivals, she was also extremely unhappy with the fact that her long record of successful administration was being thrown or ignored because of these revolts by the aristocratic class. So she then decided to give herself the title the Holy and Divine Emperor and found what she called the Zhu Dynasty. She would rule for the next 15 years as the only woman emperor in Chinese history. Now while she was in office, Wu Zhao had a bunch of major achievements, one of which was changing the basic criteria of the selection for officials. And that's why he deserves this position 
transition to having a greater emphasis on the education levels and the intellectual capabilities. By using this change, she allowed the bureaucracy to grow and recruited more talented and educated people rather than limiting distribution of power to a few of the more well-known aristocratic families. In 693, she wrote a two-volume Rules for Officials and made it part of the examination curriculum and even initiated the personal examination of candidates by the ruler. The second biggest achievement was maintaining China's imperial sovereignty and she expanded the territories through many regions and managed to avoid many foreign threats to imperial China. She also had a huge part in the growth of economic development. She was extremely interested in agriculture and ordered the compilation of farming textbooks, construction of irrigation systems, reduction of taxes, and for the general populace. For example, in 695, she offered an entire tax-free year for everybody in the empire. There's evidence that many of the people in the working or like general, general class were extremely fond of her like she was very popular and she's still honored today by an annual agricultural festival as well as this, she promoted literature and art she wrote poetry herself and and also played a huge role in the campaign for women's rights. She advised scholars to write and edit biographies of various women and asserted that the ideal ruler was one who ruled as a mother does over her children. She extended the mourning period for mothers who have died to equal that of fathers who have died and overall really began to help raise the position of women until she was finally dethroned in a coup shortly before her death in 705. Her gravestone was actually left unmarked by a eulogy at her request because she, quote, expected people of later periods to evaluate her achievements instead of those who would come and rule after her. And that is the story of Wu Zhao, the only female empress of China. I would love to know what you guys thought of this episode. This is definitely a woman who I'd really never heard of, and I'm really glad that I found her just by going through and searching for, you know, unknown women in history. If you guys want to read more about her, feel free to look her up on Rejected Princesses as well as on the Association for Asian Studies website. That's where I got a lot of my information. So if you guys want to check that out or if you guys want to know more about her, those are two of the resources that I used. I would love to know what you thought of this episode. Feel free to get a hold of me at Frumius Reads. That's F-R-U-M-I-O-U-S-R-E-A-D-S and I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, basically any and all social media. Let me know if I forgot anything or if if there's anything important that you feel like I left out of this episode, if you know anything more about Wu Zhao, please feel free to reach out and let me know. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week. Stay spooky, friends. Goodbye. <laughs>